Hey folks, Machine Repeat here. Thank you for joining us on episode 20 of the Machine Repeat podcast. Well, thank you for sharing your time with us. I think we've got a show today that you're going to enjoy. It's kind of a, I don't want to call it a pet project of mine, but it's a theme I've been trying to push for a number of years. Basically a huge opportunity, I think, in the whole farm equipment space, whether it's uh, for farm equipment dealers, auctioneers, uh, for folks um, selling equipment privately. And uh, we'll get there in a minute, but, uh, you know, got to set this up. So basically, you know, the 30-plus years I've been doing what I do here, the, the thing I've loved most is the personal nature of the, the whole farm equipment business. I mean, I grew up, I was the son of a third-generation dealer in West Central Minnesota, so I grew up seeing the personal nature of the farm equipment business, um, you know, uh, no off switch, always being there for your customer. That's the value of the relationship and the business, that trust. And then, of course, uh, doing what I've done for 30 years, compiling auction prices in uh, getting to know 1,100 auction companies around North America and, the, you know, growing our farm audience, you folks listening, uh, getting to know you, conversing with you over the years, whether that's through social media or when we get to meet face-to-face. Again, that personal nature of the farm equipment business and farming in general, agriculture, I think is outstanding. I mean, we live in an age when things are becoming less personal. And I've always loved that about farming and farm equipment that we're still personal. Now, since March with COVID-19 pandemic, it's been hard to be personal. Um, I'm sitting here in Rochester, Minnesota in my uh, office right now recording this and we're kind of still on lockdown Um, so it's difficult but one of the things I think that makes America America is our willingness to change now is change easy hell no change sucks change is difficult change is brutal but sometimes you know I think Things like this, this COVID-19 thing, as we tiptoe our way out of it, hopefully, I think there's going to be just some powerful new truths that are going to be unleashed. And a lot of that will be in our personal lives. You know, we were all going 10 million miles an hour there the last decade or so. Social media, oh, we're busy, busy. Well, you know what? What's most important? Maybe sitting down and talking to your wife, listening to your kids, enjoying the view out your back door i mean i think it's it's maybe is forcing us to reprioritize which again is very very difficult and a ton of pain involved with the economy and everything but some things need to be changed now on the business front again i think some innovation is being unleashed now just today let's see as i'm recording this it's monday march 4th i was having my lunch i was having a little chicken dumpling soup Progress, progresso, progressive, I'm not sure, but it was delicious in any case. Even an idiot like me can warm it up and enjoy it with a couple crackers. But I was reading the business section of our daily paper here, the Minneapolis Star Tribune. It was a story, like all stories these days, about COVID, talking about how retail businesses are dealing with it, trying to shift on the fly you know, to online sales. Um, and the, the, a business owner from the Twin Cities was quoted. His name was Tyler Conrad. He owns seven stores called Good Things. And it sounds like they sell games and maybe some knick-knacky stuff. Um, very successful. He's got seven stores. But 
Anyway, he was, I'll just read you the quote. He was saying, will we continue online? It's an overwhelming yes. We're shipping all over the country now. It'll be like another store. I did a video with my 11-year-old daughter demonstrating amazing egg decorating kits on Facebook. The response was crazy, and we had only a few left. So there you go. You can't open your store, but now you've got your 11-year-old daughter doing a little video. Just here, honey, explain this. You put that video out on your social media sites, Facebook, and poof, you sell them out. That's what I'm talking about, innovation, thinking of things differently. The old ways maybe won't be good enough going forward. So now I can sit here and say we're pushing two months into this COVID-19 pandemic, and I, the industry I cover, the auction industry, I mean, the change that they've had to deal with, unbelievable. Leaning into the online only and making it happen has just been astounding to watch. Now, again, if we go back to the personal nature of the business, farm equipment business and farming, again, that's what I really miss now, not being able to go out to an auction and talk to people um, because, frankly, I, that's how I learn things, you know, visiting, listening, Um and it's, uh, you know, again, we have to find new ways of doing things. And now, whether you're an auction company, farm equipment dealer, uh, whatever in the ag space, uh, newer is different and it can be better. Now, one of the things that I've been pushing, uh, a theme, a trend, an opportunity, for I think it's been over six years now, has just been this plain, simple truth that when you personalize what you are selling, whether that's a tractor, combine, field cultivator, skid steer, house, whatever. When you personalize it and you do it right, you don't blow smoke, you just, you just invite potential buyers in, guess what? It always sells for more money. Now, I've been tracking this kind of, it took me 20 years to figure out what I was kind of observing basically going to auctions for, for all these years. And we'll have a great conversation coming up with Matt Sullivan with Sullivan Auctioneers. We'll dive more into this in the podcast here. But again, all these years covering auctions, I'd go out and I wouldn't know the people who were selling, but I'd show up and I'd walk onto their farmyard and go, wow, this stuff, look, wow, this farm is just neat as a pin. And then you go down the line of machinery and you go, man, look at this machinery. It's all neat as a pin too. And guess what happened? Darn right, sale prices, you know, always on the high side. And again, the if if you pull back from that, really, yes, you're selling that combine, that planter, that tractor, but you're really also selling the owner and the seller of that. And maybe they have a great reputation, very involved in the community, on the school board, involved at church, whatever. And they got great equipment and it always sells high. Again, so you're not just selling the tractor, you're selling the tractor's owner. Now, I was always interested in how, okay, that's true, we know it, but now how can we take that forward, whether you're a farm equipment dealer or an auction company or you're selling something private? Well, that's how I've been spending a lot of my time these last years trying to help on this front. Now, like I say, I've been talking about it a lot. So this uh, February, before the lockdown here, uh, middle of February, I was in Louisville for the National Farm Machinery Show 2020, always a great time down there. And I do a talk every day or every year when I'm down there, seminar. 
And this year, after my talk, a couple came up from Chillicothe, Ohio, Larry and Angie Hatfield. Now, Larry and Angie had been at my talk last year, Machinery Show of 19. And at that show, I was getting on this jag about personalizing what you're selling and how it can be worth more money. And I said at the time, you know, if I could leave you all with a piece of advice, I would, my advice was, if you know a young person that has a drone, you should make them dinner, buy them a case of beer, whatever, but get them to come out to your farm when you're planting and harvesting and just shoot drone video on a nice sunny day in central Missouri or southern Minnesota, Wisconsin, whatever. Now, not just for the purpose of having the cool drone video, which is cool. Wow, look at my Magnum tractor out there. That's, that's cool. Well, no. What I'm thinking is that two, three, four, seven years down the road, when you want to sell that tractor or that grain cart or that combine, and you, maybe you're having an auction, maybe you want to trade it to a dealer, maybe you want to sell it outright, that that video becomes a valuable piece of your presentation. Now, right now, we've you know been just kind of text, and you could say in an ad or a sale bill or a listing on you know maybe machinerypeat.com, whatever, you'd say, oh, super nice, one owner, clean. Well, that's awesome. But we got to be better than that. Well, how do you be better? Well, let's show them. And I said at that 2019 Louisville meeting, I said, get the drone video, but then also stand by it and just have someone with the cell phone film you talking simply about it. So again, I met Larry and Angie Hatfield, and they said, Pete, this was at this year's show, they said, Pete, we took your advice. And I said, oh, Larry, what advice did they give you? <laughs> Trying to remember. And then he said, well, you remember about the drone video? And I said, I smiled, and I said, yeah, I do remember. And he said, we did it. And he said, we've got a 2003 Case IH 2366 combine, 2,500 SEP hours on it. Uh, we want to sell it. And he got out his phone and he showed me some awesome pictures of it. And he said, we have the drone video. And I said, oh, cool. Uh, Larry, can you get me the video? Which he did. And then I posted a Machine Repeat YouTube video on February 18th, right after the Louisville show. And I showed the drone video. And at the end of the video, Larry stood right next to his 2003 2366, 2500 SEP hours on it. And totally not Hollywood. He just stood there and told us about it. And here's that clip from the YouTube video. Hey, Pete. Larry Hatfield here from Chillicothe, Ohio, with my 2003 Case IH 2366 for sale. I just want to give you a little bit of info on it. It has automatic header height control, field tracker, hydraulic feeder reverser, it has a rock trap, it includes a yield and moisture monitor. Has the AFX specialty rotor, and updates include unload bin, unload auger extension, AM/FM, Bluetooth radio, LED headlights, regular inspection performed by my local Case IH dealer, with recommended repairs completed. So on that 2366, uh, Larry and Angie were asking forty-eight thousand bucks. You know what happened? They sold it quick. Um, we posted that, that machine repeat video across our Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, of course YouTube on our own site, machinerepeat.com. And guess where the buyer was from? Idaho. 
Now, I met him, I think his name was Dennis, or maybe Gary, I think maybe Gary. Um, I meet so many people at shows, I get confused. But I actually met the guy at Commodity Classic last week of February in San Antonio. He came up to me and he said, big smile on his face, he said, Pete, I bought it. And I was like, uh, what, did you, what did you buy? And he said, I bought that 2366 you told us about. And I tell you, he was excited. It was just what he'd been looking for. Um, and so he sent me pictures when the 2366 got to his farm in Idaho. But again, I think that that drone video and Larry and Angie just plainly telling us, standing next to it, talking about it, it pulls in potential buyers. Now, of course, I've seen this at the auction level for years. And now let's welcome in a guest. I think you all know Matt Sullivan with Sullivan Auctioneers to provide a couple um, pretty eye-opening examples of how this personalizing equipment can have powerful results. Are you looking for more speed and efficiency for your harvest? The Demco 22 Series grain carts were designed to help you reach the next level of harvest efficiency. With a 22-inch unload auger, mechanically driven floor auger without belts and pulleys, and forward reaching auger, the Demco 22 Series grain carts will perform in your fields. The unload auger also has height adjustment. Available in sizes of 1100, 1300, 1700, and 2200 bushels. Visit demco-products.com. All right, folks, I want to welcome our guest Matt Sullivan with Sullivan Auctioneers. Matt, I understand I got you in the cab planting today. You do. I, uh, it's, it's a vacation for me. I get to help some friends here, and, and I enjoy it more than they do, but it's a good day, yes. Yeah, rare that I didn't catch you on a day when you guys have uh, two or three <laughs> auctions. Yeah, don't tell Dan where I am. <laughs> All right, buddy. <laughs> Sounds good. But, Matt, uh, uh, this episode of our Machinery P podcast, we're kind of talking about uh, kind of the unique opportunities to personalize what you're selling, whether that's at auction or for sale private or dealer or whatever. But um, like I just mentioned to you before we hopped on the call here, uh, the number one example I thought of, was that YouTube video, that video clip you guys shot for me back, I think it was Perryville, Missouri. Let's see if I can find the date. I think it was December 2nd of 17, and you were selling an estate auction for the for Leonard Esselman, and he had a 1976 International 1486, low hours on it, but it was the first serial number, which, now that tractor was going to sell well anyway, but you sent me a little video clip, why don't you just pick up the story from there, Matt? Yep, you're correct. That was a, uh, you know, we get to have a lot of auctions for a lot of really nice people and families, and they were definitely at the top of the list. The tractor, when I first went down there, was sitting in a shed full of tractors, and we were kind of walking around and had a list of a, a list of all the equipment, and and, and uh, Shirley's grandson was with us, and and we were kind of looking at the tractors, and he said, now look at this one. I said, oh, yeah, it's a nice tractor, you know, kind of in its work clothes. And he said, did you see the serial number? I said, no. So we looked at it, and he had it written on a sheet of paper. I said, oh, man, that's pretty low. He said, near as I can tell, it's serial number one. And I said, oh, my gosh, here we go. Um, and Mrs. Esselman, you know, was they did not know when they purchased the tractor that it was. Right. Um, but... You know, we shot that video. They were standing there, her and her two daughters. And and like you said, it's just all about the personalization. We get to, like I said, have a lot of 
we have a lot of auctions and there's a lot of items that we sell and everybody sells. But if you can just put a little personal touch on it and know that it came from real people in a real home and, and the story behind it is, is worth as much as a tractor, the piece of equipment you're selling. Right. Yep. Well, I loved yep. how you, I don't know who filmed that for you, Matt. Maybe it was the grandson, but um, yep. I loved how you, you were standing next to Shirley and she kind of has jet silver hair and her two daughters, Ann and Lisa, standing there with the 1486 just behind you in the background. Now, it wasn't a Hollywood video. It was yep. you, you just talking and asking questions. And, yep. and I mean, Shirley just smiled, and she looked like just kind of a gem. There's <laughs> just something, she was, for sure. yep. something about it's, it that's powerful, wouldn't you, don't you yep, agree? It's, it's just real life. Like you said, it wasn't Hollywood. We didn't edit it. You can hear the wind blowing, and we've been working that day in dirty yep. clothes. Yep. But it's just real life. It, it uh, you know, nothing hidden, no no paint, no makeup, no anything. But right. It's just what everybody wants, yes. Well, now, you guys have so many su- successful sales all over the country, Matt. And actually, a, a couple other examples jumped to mind. Now, one was just, I believe, like 10, 12 days after that sale. I think it was December 15th of 17 in Moravia, Iowa. This was, uh, I forget the gentleman's name, but kind of had a lot of different equipment, but had one really unusual tractor. Now, I don't know, were you at that sale that day, Matt? So I was not at Stanley Spencer's sale. Um, I was getting ready for a couple different auctions, but, but yeah, same, same deal. You know, that tractor had been sitting outside for a long time, even had a bit of a tree growing up through it. And that was yeah. the the super rare international seventy five eighty eight, right? Seventy five eighty eight. That's exactly right. And they only and, made uh, two of them, and this was number one. It it was, and the, of course Stanley Spencer was the seller of that tractor, and, and we even Dan and Stanley were able to track down the the original owner of it, and he was not able to be there for the auction that day, but we were able to get him on on the phone and. And while the tractor was selling, and like you said, just personalized it, the people in the crowd could, could hear him, and and once again knew the the real the real unedited story. Yes. Yeah, that was uh, <clears throat> that was one of the auctions I, I really wished I could have got down to be there in person because I knew the seventy five eighty it was going to go crazy. But right. I tell people that was one of the smartest things I've ever seen done by an auction company. Yep. Is is when you guys rolled up to sell that thing, I guess. Dan and the crew, you guys had arranged with that the original owner to be ready for a cell phone call. So didn't yes. Dan just dial him up and then put it on the speaker? He, he did, and he just played it right over the microphone. Yeah. Um, and I believe that the you know the gentleman, the original seller, liked it as much or more than everybody in the crowd. He got to be part of it, even though he couldn't be there. And, right. You know, so um, I, I know that was a big part. You know, that right. was a very big deal for him. Right. Well, I was uh, at home watching the online bidding, and I, I've almost never seen anything like it, where <laughs> as the guy was telling the story, and I remember him saying, <clears throat> you know, I had to sign a parts waiver because you couldn't get new parts. It was experimental. Yeah. And the, I think the online bidding went from something like eighty or 90000 It just rocketed over a hundred, <laughs> And it, I think it brought like $151,000, did not it? <laughs> it did. We... Uh, Clearly, we should have uh, called him on a couple of the other items too, right? <laughs> have him on speed dial for all the all the sales you do. And now, recently, another example of personalizing a sale. You guys, and again, you guys go everywhere, but you were out in Kansas. Now, this was after the COVID thing kicked in, but 
want to pick up that story, Matt, when and where that was. Yep, so we had a, a really nice retirement auction for Larry and Barbara Goss. Um, it was originally set to be a live on-site auction, like most of ours are, uh, but then the, the whole COVID, COVID stuff came up, and so we went to an online-only auction. We were prepared for it and had the technology to do it, and so Larry and Barbara were good with it. They knew that it was not what they were wanting to do, but they knew it's what they should do. Right. So they, they rolled on with it, and we had the auction for them. And, uh, and Larry happened to be a retired auctioneer as well as a farmer. And, and so and that's why he was really wanting to have a live on-site sure. auction. Sure, sure. Um, so obviously we couldn't, so we were having the auction. And, and Larry had you know, wanted to tell Dan, the auctioneer, you know, wanted to say, oh, I've owned this tractor for exit, you know, for so long, or I bought this new, we just serviced it. And he, they did have exceptionally nice equipment. Yep. So same deal. We, we just put him on the phone with Dan while we were, you know, we had a virtual auction for him. We were live chanting it. And we'd still, every time the new piece would come up, we would, Larry was, could still tell about his item, represent his item. You know, say, I bought this 8120 brand new. It's auto steer ready. I planted with it. Really nice tractor. You know, the, the crowd could hear it while they were selling it. Yep. And, uh, you know, I thought that, like I said, they had great stuff. All three had three 8,000 series tractors, an 8120, an 8430, and an 8335R. And all three of those tractors set records, not if not all-time records, you know, in the last several-year records. Right. So I had remember. an exceptional sale. Yeah. I remember blogging I, about that. That was a super yeah. strong sale. It really was. And I thought one of the coolest things was at the very end, the last item we sold, there was an old John Deere D it was sitting in the weeds. It was stuck, unrestored, and uh, Dan let Larry sell that tractor mm. live during the sale, That's and awesome. it was about a tearjerker, honestly. Mm. It uh, they had bought that tractor over forty years ago, and his wife Barbara gave him a hard time at the, since the day they bought it. I think he paid about $500 for it. She said he was crazy, was going to lose a lot of money on it, and Larry sold it. I believe it brought almost $1,000. He almost doubled his money on it. But, uh, so Barbara didn't have too much to say, even though she was just giving him a hard time. But great people, and, and you're right. If you can personalize it just a little bit, it doesn't have to be right. big cameras and fancy and you know, that's right. everybody likes the, the real story. Yep. I've been uh, coming down to your guys' ever growing consignment sales at your yard in Hamilton there, and uh, just a huge fan of how you guys roll, Matt. But yep. I've noticed Thank for you. for years that you will often, you know, you'll have a lot of retirement sales within the consignment sale. Yes. And yep. both in the way you present the advertising of it online and in print. You really call those out beyond just saying, hey, local farmer here. And then at the event, again, you're giving the mic to Bob or Joe or Fred to, to hey, tell us about your forage chopper or your, you know, whatever. Yep, uh, yep. And, and that's right. We uh, And even when we're trying to book the items for the sale, you know, you, you tell people consignment sales don't always have the retail dollars that a retirement mm -hmm. or an estate sale could have mm -hmm. but if if, if you can just stand there and say this is my tractor this is my rake this is my disc or right. whatever the item is if you can just stand there and say it's mine 
I own it. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not trying to hide anything. Right. Here you go. Thank you very much. That's all you have to say. Right. And it, it, it just doesn't take much. But if they're, if people could put a name with the face or a story with a piece of equipment, it's all, all it is. Yeah. Now, one thing I found interesting for years, Matt, I've, I've been covering auctions 30 years, and up sales like that, when the person is standing there, it's a good piece of equipment, and they talk about it. And now, I collect the pricing, so I can see that it sells for more money. But there's also kind of a kind of an oppositeness here, where as farmers, Midwestern folks, just ag people, I mean, we don't like to brag about our equipment and say, hey, I got the nicest. That's not really who we are, right? That, that is correct. It but is. I think, in a way, it makes it more powerful when people just kind of plainly tell us about your tractor, even, you know, what dealership did you buy it from, how did you have it serviced. And what I've found, just be curious to get your take, is when people see someone talking about their combine or their tractor, it sort of like pulls you in subconsciously, and there's just a truth to it. And even instances where there might be an issue with the tractor, like an oil leak. I've been standing at your guys' sale, and you know, a seller just wanting to be honest might say something like, well, I couldn't figure out that oil leak or whatever, and it still winds up selling for more money. <laughs> just curious to get yep. your take on that. I'd say you're exactly right. I mean, we all know items break down, and like you said, oil leaks. We all know they have them. Mm-hmm. But if he can, if he will stand there and, and admit to it, and you know that makes you think, well, all right, well, there's that oil leak, and that's probably the only thing that's wrong with it. Right. Or you know, like you said, there's a lot of equipment for sale out there on your website, and you know, a lot of the same models. But if you could put a right. a story behind it just roughly know where it came from or why it's being sold. It's just all it takes. It doesn't take very much. Right. And I notice you guys oftentimes with your pictures and and video clips before the sale, you you will get the the owners standing by, you know, just like you did with that 1486. Again, just real simple. Stand there and uh, it's powerful, isn't it? It is. It's powerful. I think the sellers appreciate it and I know that the buyers appreciate it. Back to that 1486, I remember the the gentleman that bought it was there that day with his, I'm going to say, two-year-old son. Huh. And he said, he said this. I said, what will you do with the tractor? And he said, he doesn't know yet, but it's his. He said, we'll keep it forever. And I said, well, I'd say you made a great buy and a great investment. That but is just awesome. a really, really cool story. That yep. is awesome. Now, Matt, your history... You've been. You went way back. You were on the dealer side with Martin Sullivan. There, a great dealership in Illinois for many years. Um, have you seen? I mean, obviously, a lot's changing and changing fast now with with COVID and everything. But are you seeing new ways? You know, whether you're a dealer or auctioneer, to I mean, to utilize these personalization opportunities to market pieces of equipment you know i think that there you're going to have to come up with new ways because i think that corona and covid has is going to have lasting impressions on almost every single business for you know that we're involved with right uh, whether we want to admit it or not Uh, i'm not saying you know, altering changes or life altering right. changes, but it's, there's going to be, I think every single business in the ag economy is going to be affected and changed in some form or fashion. 
right. and I think some of it for the better. But right. uh, you know, I think if we if we want to stay in business, whether you're a dealer or an auctioneer or a farmer, you're going to have to come up with a customized way or your own way to do things and, and make it work. Right. Well, this is an interesting topic for me, Matt, because I remember when I was a young guy starting out compiling these prices, I'd go out to auctions, and there was, I almost had like a sliding scale. I, would, I called it my first impression scale. So you park the pickup, and then when you're walking up the farm's driveway, now I don't know these people. I might be going to a sale in Iowa, Minnesota, Dakota, whatever. But you can tell pretty quickly, oh, boy, everything here looks neat as a pin. And, yeah. and then when you when I would extrapolate out the prices on those sales without even, and again, this was 25, 30 years ago, but the prices were high. So in essence, kind of when you were going to a sale like that, yeah, you're selling all these pieces, but you're also selling the sellers, right? Absolutely. And, and you're right. You can tell the moment you pull into somebody's place what their stuff's like, how they've taken care of it, and you know that there's a premium of some sort that will happen during that auction. Right, right. Well, Matt, I appreciate you sharing your insights. You guys do a fantastic job there with Sullivan Auctioneers. Uh, Thank you. What do you got coming up now the next week or so? You got any land sales or anything coming? We do. There's several land sales coming up, and we're actually actively booking sales for June and July and August. It looks like it looks like those three months are going to be almost full. Uh, I know May is a little slow for us. You know, everybody's in the field getting stuff ready and farming and getting stuff done. But uh, it looks like June is going to be historically busy and, and on from there. We're getting a lot of calls. Uh, and so it's exciting, honestly. Well, you keep rocking it, Matt. Uh, folks, check out SullivanAuctioneers.com. One of the best. They do an awesome job there. Now, Matt, get busy and get back and get that stuff planted, okay? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Greg. All Tell right. everybody hi, okay? Well, a big thank you to Matt Sullivan for sharing those stories there. And, again, just confirmation of uh, what I've been just observing more day by day over the years, the, the opportunity, basically, to personalize what you're selling. And, again, it, it kind of cuts against our DNA because – you know, we just, I mean, we're not Kardashians. We're not going to stand up and say, oh, look at me, look at me. No, that's not who we are in farm country. Never will be. But I think, actually, it can work to your advantage as a seller. I mean, I remember our Machine Repeat TV show back in 2014. We filmed an auction up in uh, Lowry, Minnesota, up right where the, our friend uh, Zach Johnson, Millennial Farmer, is from. And I, I talked to Zach at the Commodity Classic, and I think he said he was at this auction. I think the guy's name was James Anderson. He was uh, upper 80s or mid-80s, super nice guy. But I've seen this for years when we when we were filming for the TV show, and what we just want to get a little clip of James, you know, hey, tell us about, I think he had a 75-20 deer tractor, um, the modern one, not the one from the 70s. And at first, people, Midwest people or ag people around the country, they're like, oh, gosh, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't know about a TV camera. They'll kind of smile. But this happens every time. Once we get talking, people just forget video cameras there, and they just they enjoy being asked about their tractor or their combine because it's important to them. And they'll say how they bought it, how they, you know, how they've, 
treated it, uh, any little issue with it. And I think when people, that's what I know is powerful. When you can see that video, it feels like you're standing there. Now, today it'd be six feet apart, COVID, but it's, it feels like you're standing there listening to this guy tell you about his tractor. No BS. He's just telling you about it. And that is super powerful. Now, we've seen some other examples for sale by owner on our machinerypeat.com site just to share a couple. I posted one this weekend. This was from Larry Kleeman out of uh, he's Wichita, Kansas. He posted a picture, a beautiful picture of his 2017 Versatile 400 four-wheel drive, 924 hours for sale. Now, it's important on, on these listings, I think, if you can, to tell people why you're selling. Because, again, you're trying to draw potential buyers in rather than push them off. Um, and he, you know, in Larry's case, he mentioned our, their father had passed away. But he went beyond that, and he said his dad bought a new versatile tractor every other year from Myers Implement in, Tri- I don't know if it's Tribune or Tribune, Kansas. And, again, that's just a little bit of truth, but it's real, and it's, it's kind of powerful. I know another example on the for sale by owner front at our machinerypeat.com website recently, I posted a picture of a, this was from, let's see if I can find the gentleman's name. He was from uh, Montrose, Virginia. William Crossman posted a picture of his 1977 John Deere 6030. Just beautiful, 4,764 hours. Maybe you remember seeing a picture of it. But what I loved here, again, one was the description. Uh, William said, you know, uh, he said, honestly, I'm going to be sad to see this go, but I just need to free up some room in the shed. Okay, so there's that. But then William did a great job. He posted a lot of pictures of it, which is super smart. The more pictures, the better. But two of these pictures, he was in. Now, one was sitting right in front of the grain bins, you know, just kind of across, you know, side shot of the 6030. So there's William sitting in it. Just a beautiful picture. Looks like a calendar shot. But the other picture, that was the the one that was just amazing. It, it got over 1,100 likes on our Facebook page and 100 comments when I posted this for sale by owner. And the picture was William in the 6030 sitting in the seat. He's got a canopy on it. He's pulling a wagon next to the combine in harvest season. It's a sunny day. There's a little dust coming up, the sun through the dust. The 6030 still clean, the chrome pipe just shining. If I could dream of a picture when you're posting your tractor for sale, that would be it. In use, you know, again, in use is powerful. The only thing better there would have been video. And again, that's what we're working on at machinerypeat.com to let you do some of those things. But some of the great auction companies out there are already on this. Bigiron.com has great video on their site. Steffes Group does an awesome job with preview videos. They actually hire their own uh, social media person on staff who does video work, does an amazing job. Um, now, some of my other uh, examples on the auction front over the years, Matt gave us the great example, that 1486 selling for 31.5 record price with the little preview video. Some of these you might remember, folks, but the, the famous 1989 John Deere 4055 two-wheel drive had 215 hours on it, sold in St. Edward, Nebraska, back on December 17th, 2016. <clears throat> what people forget about that, yeah, it sold for 93000 bucks, which was, I think, $29,250 over the previous high. 
But what people forget is the auctioneer, John Temme, sent me a preview video that we posted before that auction. And John called me up and he said, Pete, you know, he told me about this tractor. And again, the easy thing for John would have just been to sit back and go, oh, we got this 89, 40, 55, 215 hours and sell it. He's going to get a ton of money for it. But John's a sharp cat. He sent me the video. He stood by it, told me about it. Now, what I asked John, I said, tell me about the owner. And he said, well, the owner's Ted Mahood, I think his last name was. He said he was 82 or 3 years old. He's kind of frail health, and I think he was maybe in an assisted living or something like that. And I asked John, I said, do you think, would Ted be okay to do a little video? Because the number one thing when you see a tractor like that 200 hours on an 89 model, people say, nah, that's not right. That's a new tack, whatever. And that's totally legit to think that. That's why... You know, I asked John if he could get the owner on video, and John said, I think Ted would do that. So John just went up to the assisted living or whatever it was, nursing home, sat next to Ted. Someone took a cell phone, turned it sideways. You always want to shoot sideways, better video. And John just talked to him, and he said, hey, Ted, tell me about your tractor. Now, this was not Hollywood. I mean, this was just, you know, two guys talking. And it, the fact that it was wasn't smooth. That was it was even better because Ted, you know, he said, well, basically John asked him, why didn't you use it much? And he said, well, I had my 4020. I could get on either side. I, I used it to plant and move snow, you know, and I think when you watch that guy in his 80s say that, you go, oh, that's that might be what I do. I have my favorite. And even though I hadn't, yeah, I'm going to keep using my my favorite. So again, the tractor sold for 93000 bucks. But again, hats off to John for personalizing it before the sale. Uh, a couple other examples you might remember. Um, there was a 4455 uh, sold in Kenyon, Minnesota. Maring Auction had this sale back December 8th of, of 18 and had 1,904 hours on it. One owner brought 90500 bucks. But again, you know, we did a preview video on that before the sale, the week before. And I remember talking with uh, Kevin Maring with Marin Auction, Auction about the tractor. And I'm trying to remember, it might have been Kevin's grandpa or his uncle, I can't remember exactly, but had worked for the city, and the city owned the tractor and got it through a state grant back in like 1990. Uh, and then basically the project they had it for kind of petered out. So the thing just kind of sat. He'd use it to mow once in a while. That was about it. But hearing that beforehand, that that draws people in to the auction event. And again, it sells for ninety thousand five hundred bucks, highest auction price ever on a forty four fifty five without a loader. So again, the the story. What's the story on it? When you know the story, it's worth more. Uh, I think of another example here, close to me, southeast Minnesota. You guys will remember the 1975 International 1566 that brought 45K on uh, August 14th of 2014. And yeah, I remember it brought 45K, but what really makes me smile is when I was able to interview the owner, Carmen Start, who was 90 years old then. Carmen has since passed away. But interviewing him before the sale, standing next to the tractor and saying, just saying, Carmen, tell me about it. And Carmen, it was quintessential Midwest farmer, 
you know, he he almost didn't want to look up eye level. He kind of was, his head was, you know, he was talking, but he didn't want to, again, you know, we're just not soapbox people. But very, very powerful to hear him talk about his tractor. Now, again, whether you're selling at auction, selling for sale privately, but, you know, by owner, uh, you're starting to see hopefully, you know, a light bulb here. Um, you can't blow smoke with this, folks. If you blow smoke, people find you out, and that's not the right long-term way to roll. Uh, like we were talking about with Matt Sullivan, if if the thing's got an issue, tell us about it. And in telling us about the issue, again, you wouldn't think it would work that way, but you're drawing buyers in. It's very powerful. Now, the, the best example I've ever seen on the dealer side, and I think, honestly, this is the area that, that has the biggest room for, I don't want to say improvement, but just change, is how used equipment items are marketed on the dealer lot. Now, not to say you want to call every piece the best thing you've ever traded in, but when I go around and talk to dealers, what I tell them is, okay, just draw a circle mentally around your top dozen customers. You know, what makes them your favorite farmer over the last 30, 40 years? And when I ask that, invariably, the dealer, they will smile because they're thinking about Joe or Bob or Fred, their friend, who they've done business with for all those years. Well, what makes Fred such a great customer and farmer? You know, and that therein lies the opportunity. Again, if you're a dealer, I tell dealers what I would do if I was in the business. I would hire a 23-year-old kid that knew how to do a drone and knew how to video edit, and I would just send him out to my, you know, your top 30 customers, 40 customers, whatever, and just, you know, schedule with them so when they're planting and harvesting, doing field work, just go out and shoot video and give them the video. We we appreciate your business. Thank you for, you know, doing business with us all these years. But then again, in four or five years, when that tractor, plant, or combine, when they want to trade it into you, now you've got this video that becomes part of the listing. And again, when you're selling this, this say it's whatever, a 9770 combine, 2011 with... 1,200 engine hours on it. There's a lot of 9770s around for sale, but there's only one that was that guy's. And that's sort of the secret about the auction business. Uh, if you watch the video that I posted, we actually did a podcast on this. The interview I did with 91-year-old Abner Jacobson passed away a couple years ago, but from my hometown of Benson, Minnesota. I remember in that interview I asked him, we're kind of talking about secrets of the business, and he said, well, Greg... You always got to remember that whatever you're selling, there's only one today. This is it. Now, we live in an age when you can hop on the internet at your at the sale and go, no, there's a hundred of these things for sale. Yeah, but there's only one that's yours. So you got to do what Larry Hatfield did in Chillicothe, Ohio, and personalize it. Or on the dealer side, my favorite example is with my friend Kurt Miller, used equipment remarketing manager at Heritage Tractor. And this was back, Kurt had a customer in Atchison, Kansas, who had just traded in his 04 John Deere 9560 uh, combine. Very nice machine, 2,801 engine hours on it. Now, again, this was a few years ago, but what got Kurt thinking was he'd heard me talk about personalizing equipment that you're selling. And the, the owner of this one who traded in, his name was Larry Stover. And Larry 
clean the dash in the combine cab with a toothbrush. So rather than just smile and go, oh, that's weird, that's eccentric, that's OCD, Kurt looked at it and went, that's that's light bulb. He, he, he had Larry stand in front of the combine. Again, Larry's just a Midwest farmer. He's like you and I. He's not flashy or whatever. And Kurt just said, tell me about your combine. So Larry starts talking about it. And then Kurt goes, hey, Larry, uh, tell me the story about the toothbrush. Why do you clean the, the cab, the dash with a toothbrush? And Larry explained, well, I do it because, you know, it's small. I can get around in there and I'm very picky. And, you know, that if you watch that video, I mean, you were pulled into that. And, okay, here's the deal. The asking price on that combine was 69850 bucks. They took it in on trade and guess what happened? They sold it in a few days, and guess what they sold it for? They sold it for full asking price. Now, if you're in the farm equipment business, isn't that the goal, to move as much as you can, as fast as you can, close to asking price as you can? So again, we have these tools to personalize. I, I think that you know, until now, this COVID opportunity situation, you know, again, we're all moving a million miles an hour, and sometimes you just don't see what's right in front of us. So again, thank you for indulging me for talking about this concept of mine I've had for years about uh, doing business a different way and personalizing what you're selling. I see some big upside here. Uh, and again, if you've got something for sale, hop on over to machinerypeat.com, click on the sell mine link. You can list it there and then drop me a note and tell me the story about it and we can uh, we can go forward from there. But uh, again, thank you so much. For listening, episode 20 of our Machine Repeat podcast. Now, again, things are, are tough out there, folks. Let's let's slow down here and let's care for one another. So even though we can't get together as much right now, again, hop on your cell phone, look through your contact list, give a call to your friends you haven't talked to in a while, send them a text, hey, how you doing, Bob? How's it going, Fred? How you doing, Sheila? Stay connected. That's more important now than ever. And until next next time, folks, remember, every day, is a gift and a blessing.